really bad. I wish I had chlamydia for you, sir. Nothing over. Ah, this is painful. Yeah, fiddle. Yeah, fiddle. Yeah, fiddle. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Bitch, my wife is here. C -c 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 Cold War. But I'm getting all the secretaries to suck my dick now in the White House. This is great, right? Isn't this? She's like, wow, that was really quick. You're already done. See ya. Oh, I actually don't feel good. You guys want me to be a president? Secretaries, he liked to call them. <laughs> Welcome to part two of JFK. Oh, man. That's right. We're giving you both episodes, full story, all in one day. You know, a lot of podcasts don't do that. No. We, we release ours all together so that we don't have to wait a week for the second part. It's because we don't, we don't hate you. We love our dabblers. Mm. So welcome to part two. Strap I love in. you like Jack loves all of his interns. Which is, well, I'm not sure if love's the right word, but yeah. Yeah, dick love. Yeah. But my dick is capable of more compassionate love than his. Yeah. Like, if you wanted to, my dick would come out and be like, just come out with like flowers and be like, I want to call your mom and tell you about all the love that it has for you. Mm-hmm. So welcome to part two. Strap in. Yeah, strap in. You know, normally we don't do a fun fact for part two. No, we don't. Um, and I don't, I don't have one. The fun fact is that JFK was a whore. That is fun, and it, it's a fact. And it's a fact. Um, you know, we shouldn't uh, make derogatory comments about whores because each to his own. And, uh, you know, everyone's sexual expression is their own. Oh, that's fine. And it's beautiful like a flower. Yeah. What Jack was doing was gross. <laughs> yeah. It was gross. Yeah. That's the real fact. He's yeah. a gross motherfucker. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Get ready to learn more, yeah. No, you motherfuckers don't even know. Um, apparently being a Catholic is a big fucking deal. Um, I had never thought of this, but Kennedy is actually the first Catholic president. Oh, really? Yeah, I'd never really thought about... Uh, Catholicism being like a discriminatory party, but it is, I guess. Weird. There has not been many other... I honestly don't think there's been any Catholic presidents other than him. Yeah. Um, People acted like they wanted to see his birth certificate to prove he wasn't born in like the Vatican. Kind of like the Obama type of shit. Really? Where they, they were protests where they were like, yeah. how do we know you're not just going to represent the, the Pope? How right. do we know? And so... He had to he had to go about doing that kind of thing. Yeah. In fact, I have a quote from him that's kind of funny. Uh, Jack says in response to this, so it's apparently necessary for me to state once again, uh, not what kind of church I believe in, for that should be important only to me, but what kind of America I believe in. I believe in America where the separation of church and state is absolute, where no Catholic prelate would tell the president, should he be a Catholic, how to act, and no Protestant minister would tell his parishioners whom to vote for. Right. So he's like, it doesn't really matter if I'm Catholic or not. It's not really sort of the fucking point that in America you'd be whoever. Not to mention, I mean, if you were actually born in the Vatican, uh, you can't run for president. I mean, that too. But that's what they were saying about Obama. Like, you're born in Kenya, you can't be president. It's because people are fucking morons. Yeah, the people who were telling Jack he can't be president because he's Catholic are morons. Yeah. They're the they're Trump. Yeah. 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 It's the same people I'm who still, say... I'm still waiting for Trump to release his taxes like he promised at the very beginning before he was even president. Huh. What's the deal with that, I wonder? 
I mean, that guy just... It's the same because I'll tell you, Jack never released his medical records either. It's funny. I, I'm, I'm actually drawing more of a conclusion between Trump and JFK than I thought I would have. Good call. Good call. Rich kid. Rich. Tells everybody what they want to hear. Yeah, and then fucks whoever doesn't deliver on any of the promises that he says. Sort of a rapist, a little bit. Oh yeah, shit! I didn't even think about that part. Yeah, because and the only name stars. Huh. How Weird. interesting! Did JFK come back? When was Trump born? Well, Blaze Star, he's old. Definitely would have been a porn star. I don't think the porn industry existed. She was just like yeah. a hooker, a stripper who was a sex worker who yeah fucked anybody for money. Like, yeah. and she's quite pretty. If the porn industry existed, yeah. Yeah, it's Blaze Star with two R's. Why? Why? <laughs> because she's a sex worker. You got to make it a thing. But who else is named Blaze Star? Even like just her, <laughs> just her. It really is two R's. That's hilarious. I was gonna say uh, Jackie's more attractive. Jackie is quite pretty. Well, there you go. That's the reason why, right there. <laughs> Bam! Because <laughs> she's falling out of her shirt. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah, like Trump, uh, Jack refused to release his medical records, even though, interestingly, uh, Lyndon Johnson, later his vice president, was against Jack as a president. Really? Why? During the campaign. Because he didn't represent the Southern Democrat. Or anybody, for that matter. Anybody other than him. Yeah. So LBJ, I don't know how he got this information, uh, released to the public the fact that Jack has Addison's disease. He was like, he's a sick fucking kid. He's <laughs> sick. And Jack denied it. And many people uh, in, uh, insisted that his medical records be released and he wouldn't do it. Why? Well, I don't understand why this matters. Is it just because people think, like, well, you might die while you're president? Or I never understood yeah. this. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you want somebody who's high of constitution. You right. want somebody who's, like, healthy and can figure shit so out. they're not in the hospital and in the coma and exactly. they can't do decisions. Yeah. If they knew that he'd been given ras- last rites twice <laughs> right already they may not be stoked about him leading the country he's like i'm fine you don't need to see it then he goes into a coma that was that was just random that's don't. never happened before i don't uh, you know i had some bad fish yeah i don't know who hasn't had bad fish also interestingly um mysteriously somebody attempted to break into his doctor's office around this time there was the the doors the locks had been broken and the files had gone through and they couldn't find kennedy stuff because since he's so high profile, his doctor had his medical stuff in like a safe. Really? And they couldn't get into the safe. So nobody knows who attempted to break in there. It's definitely not Nixon. No. Yeah, I was going to say. He definitely wouldn't do that. <laughs> no way. That's funny. But it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nixon hired some people to break into his medical office to prove <laughs> his medical history. And they couldn't. I love that this is what they want to go after. Of all the things they could actually probably shine light on. They're like, well, let's go show everybody he's a sick person, which I get. Yeah, there's some sure. quality there. But also being like, he's married to a woman he doesn't like while he sleeps around. He's giving money and opportunity to his family, his father specifically. Yeah. Like, he might be part of the mafia. Like, all these things are in the background. That but maybe, no, he's sick. Yeah, he doesn't feel good. His back hurts. <laughs> That's what they wanted to prove. Oh, well, we've got it right. It is. Nixon he's- couldn't release jack's sexual history because everyone would be like fuck that's awesome <laughs> that's awesome dude and dick is like i haven't had i haven't fucked that many chicks yeah I, and everyone just would have voted for him being like yeah seen, pimp dude have you yeah. seen nixon's, nixon's face i'm surprised he fucked anyone i would imagine he's probably only ever fucked his wife and maybe only the couple times he's got a big fucking face when she let nixon him. He's an ugly fuck. Dude, what is... Yeah, I gotta look this up real quick. Nixon is an ugly fuck. Nixon. What is it? What is that? 
His nose? His whole entire face. His whole face is gross. <laughs> it's just, wasn't he an actor? He, um, or something? No, he wasn't. Who am I thinking of? I think Reagan. Reagan was the actor, that's right. I haven't seen anything that he was in, so I never uh, remember. No, I've never seen any Reagan movies. Okay, Jack wins the Democratic candidate to become the Democratic guy to fight for president against Nixon. Democrat. Democrat, um, which just means personal investments Yeah, for him. Uh, he gives a very famous speech that I will not quote because it's a bunch of horseshit about peace and rights. Right. I just don't believe it. He's like, I've been hanging out with the young kids. I know what they want to hear now. Yeah, I hung, out with, I hung out with a lot of 20-year-olds. I'll sprinkle that in there. Do they get all their attention? So I've filled cum into a bunch of 20-year-old dumpsters. I know them. So I know what they want. Yeah. What they want is my dick. I'm curious if there's... That's what you want. Any kids of jfk's that like have found out after the fact or don't know it all carolyn's the only one carolyn oh she got pregnant no i mean uh of his kids carolyn kennedy's the only one who's still alive oh okay and she definitely supports everything about him really he's a genius what uh, a hero a kennedy anyways yep yeah she's riding on that kennedy money i would too fuck it <laughs> Yeah. Whatever. I would, too. If I was a rich person, I'd be a huge piece of shit. <laughs> I'm a huge piece of shit now, and I'm poor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, he also begins a uh, years-long relationship with a girl named Ellen Romench. Romench? She is from, like, Poland or something. And the, another thing where the uh, FBI thinks she's a spy. Oh. Uh, he keeps fuck, fucking her anyway. She's actually a very popular sex worker in Washington, and she hangs out with Kennedy so often she was actually considered part of the inner circle of Kennedy's. Really? Like, wow. His advisors would sit around with Ellen, and she would give her opinion, and then later he'd fuck her. <clears throat> Weird, dude. Okay. Very strange. In September of 1960 begins the three Nixon versus Kennedy debates, uh, presidential debates. Right, right. Okay. And these are hilarious because... Can you still watch these? They are on YouTube if you're Ooh. into it. They are a lot of fun because Nixon is woefully unprepared for somebody so charming. Really? That's funny. Even they're, they're old friends, but now they're, now they're fighting each other. And I don't know why Nixon was so unprepared because he knew what he was up against. Jack... He's very charismatic. He's a great speaker. And when he's had a good night's sleep and sat in a tanning bed, he can look quite handsome and strong. Yeah. He's sick as fuck. Yeah. But nobody needs to know that. Not even Nixon, who can't get into the safe. He tried. <laughs> he was hoping to pull out some payroll. Like, he has leukemia, but he couldn't prove it. <laughs> so these uh, debates are hilarious. Uh, it's considered the first largest audience to date to ever watch a uh, presidential debate because it was on TV. Right. TV's uh, relatively relatively newish. Pretty new. Yeah. And everybody tuned in. Everyone's getting in their houses now. Yeah. And it's so perfect because Nixon is not the guy you want in front of a camera. He sweats. He's goofy and he looking. And he's, yeah. He's ugly. <laughs> and Kennedy is totally self-composed because he's probably a sociopath. Yeah. Doesn't give a shit. He walks around Nixon. Well groomed. His fingernails just look like oh, so, just so such confidence. Shiny. I don't know. And Nixon's like, ugh, ugh. It's uh -huh. like I just got back from my yacht. Everybody. 
and Nixon's over there like <laughs> Nixon's like Nixon's like fixing his tie and fiddling, and Jack just strolls on late and takes a life vest off. He's like, oh, I just got off the yacht, guys. I was <sighs> fucking some some bitches. Have you guys ever fucked a 19-year-old? It's great. It's great. She was all like, oh, Jack, give it to me. And I'm like, I'll give you the presidency. And she's like, wow, that was really quick. You're already done. See ya. Oh, wow, that was really fast. I'm so satisfied. He's like, you are. Yeah. Hey, dick. I need some painkillers for my back. Oh, I actually don't feel good. Do you guys want me to be a president? Uh, Well, what's funny is that Nixon's actually a pretty aggressive politician. He's sort of in-your-face aggressive guy, but his... Staff told him that this is the the most publicized, most watched presidential debates of all time. You don't want to come off like a bully. Yeah. Because you kind of already look like a dog. <laughs> yeah. So we don't want you to come off as like this mean guy. So be nice. So the whole time Nixon is sweating and biting his tongue to not attack Jack and be like, See, I yes, I understand your position, sir. And so he comes off as weak and weird and sweaty. Oh my god, I'm gonna go watch these. I don't. It's fucking great. Most most of the uh, political debates are a nightmare to watch in general. Mm-hmm. Mostly because I feel like they don't ask actual questions, and the, then the people don't answer the questions that are even being asked. They Never. just sit there and beat around the bush of, well, if I become president, I'm gonna, and they just go off on this whole entire. Oh, I thing love that. Where they're like, what would you do for education? And they go. Well, here's the thing. The thing about education is that I was well-educated. And the problem is that the economy really doesn't feed into what I'm telling you. What I'm telling you is we need to support oil. And you're like, you didn't say anything. Yeah. You dick. So it's hard to watch, but uh, I'll definitely go watch Nixon sweating his balls off and oh, looking goofy. Oh, it's so good. Because these are old school um, television uh, stages, so yeah. the lights are hot. <laughs> And Nixon is sweating his fucking balls off. Oh, it's so great. And it's funny because I did read some stuff that uh, Nixon had some makeup put on him for the camera. Did it run? And Jack refused makeup. So Dick looks fucking weird. <laughs> his blush is is running, and Jack, in lights, looks good. Yeah. He looks okay. He looks uh, confident as fuck. I'm watching this later. <clears throat> And the only issue in all these debates that Nixon was able to corner Jack with is, so uh, Mao Zedong, the communist Chinese leader, was forcing the anti-communist Chinese leader, his name is Chiang Kai-shek. I'd never heard of him before. Me either. Uh, I guess he set up base in Taiwan and Hong Kong and was like the only bastion of non-communist China in, in the whole oh, really? world. Wow. And Jack didn't support him. Uh, Jack publicly said that he, uh, he didn't see the point in in it. Weird. And Nixon cornered him and said, this proves that your, your whole anti-communism thing is fake. Yeah. You're bullshit. That, out of all of their back and forth, was the only thing Nixon was able to corner him on. Where the only the only time he's able to point out like you're a liar kind of shit. Yeah, and what did, did uh, JFK say anything about that? He had nothing to say. I mean, his whole point was that I am anti-communist, but I think that the issue is Russia, not China. Okay. Um, I'd like to do a people time on Chiang Kai-shek. He seems like a cool guy. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Fuck communism. Um, let's see. To blah blah blah. To to Jack's credit, a lot of his speeches around this time do echo what his presidency does ultimately become. He talks about the concept of creating a Peace Corps, which does actually end up happening. Uh, he talks a lot about fighting uh, communism in Cuba, 
which also has, ends up happening. Right. And he also talks about the importance of beating Russia in space. So I found that interesting that he actually... That's right, because, uh, yeah, this is around the time frame of the space race and Sputnik and... N- NASA starts to happen, thanks to Jack Parsons and et cetera. Yeah, yeah, Jack Parsons is now blowing well, shit up. Yeah, being a weird jerking off on stones and stuff. Yeah, jerking off on stones, sex magic, fucking his mom and their dog. You know, we Go check out Jack Parsons if you haven't. It's the guy who helps create NASA, essentially. It's one of our, one of our great episodes. It is a crazy dude. I still can't get over the L. Ron Hubbard part of that episode. That still just blows my mind. Anyways. L. Ron's part. Yeah, we only ever got to the moon because Jack Parsons sold his soul to Satan and then fucked his mom. Yeah. That's the truth. You're and, welcome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, because Jack supported that. Yeah. Jack Not Jack Parsons. Jack Kennedy. Yeah. It was like, yeah, we got to beat Russia to space because that's like a whole symbolic thing. Here's a bunch of money. Go at it, Jack Parsons. 100%. Um, also, in October of 1960, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. was arrested. And one of the many one times of the, he Yeah, was I was going to say, he's arrested dozens of times. And his beautiful wife, Coretta Scott King, was pregnant and just scared. You know, this sucks. And an advisor to Jack said... So we want to, we may not be able to get the white people in the South to appreciate you. Maybe we should get the black people in the South to appreciate you. Even though they can't vote, really. But yeah. Right. We need something in the South, white or black. So he's like, uh, MLK just got uh, arrested. Maybe call Coretta and give her your support. And maybe get MLK out of jail if you can. Exactly. And that's totally what happened. He called Coretta. Gave her a very nice, hey, I heard you're pregnant. I heard your husband's arrested. That sucks. We're with your cause. You're doing a great job. And then he hit up his brother, Bobby, who is his enforcer. Bobby called up the uh, governor of Alabama. Right. And said, piece of shit. Here's the thing. Uh, release MLK or we'll come in after you politically. Yeah. Because... He's a civil rights leader, and you can't just you can't just do that. And MLK does get released, and however much the Kennedy push is part of that is sort of whatever. Yeah, from my from my research in the MLK, uh, it was because Kennedy called in. But as we kind of discussed in the episode, they they sit and talk. Uh, MLK and uh, JFK talk yeah. to, together a little bit later on, and even MLK admits he's like, I'm glad he did it because. Like, I think that was the right it thing helped. to do. And, it, yeah, it's given notice, but I think he was doing it for political reasons, not because he actually cares. But I wasn't going to announce that to everybody because let's keep the ball rolling in our favor. Exactly. Let, like, the 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 point for MLK is the civil rights movement, and Jack doesn't actually support that. But if we can corner him into pretending he does, that's helpful for, for both of us. Let's get votes, right? Nobody's appealing to the black people. There's yes. a big, you know... Which, which actually ends up happening. MLK's dad, MLK Sr., uh, is a big public figure. And Daddy he, King. He pu- Oh, Daddy King. Daddy King. Daddy King publicly endorses Jack, which to many historians seals Jack's uh, votership of, of Southern Black. The, the Southern Black vote went to Jack for this. It was shit. a huge, yeah, it was a huge push on yes. that. Which, so, the vote in November of 1960 for the presidency, he beats Nixon, obviously. Right. But... Barely. It, yeah. It's a 118,000 vote difference. Yeah. And we're talking millions of people voted. So that black vote probably is what pushed him 
barely to beat Nixon, which is a totally different history. Yeah. If he hadn't made that call. He's one of the closest uh, at this time frame, one of the closest yeah. elections, um, or up until this point, it was the closest. Uh, historians do uh, debate if if it was because of the black votes that kind of pushed him over. That a lot of people my... speculate that it's probably what, what happened. Yeah, that, and that's my interpretation. Because it's funny, it was like a fucking Wednesday night, and Jack was campaigning, and an advisor was like, this big, important guy in Alabama, he's arrested, his wife's pregnant, maybe give her your support. And the, as far as I could tell, that advisor was not about votes. He was just like, maybe just tell this lady you support what she's doing. Yeah. And Jack was like, yeah, I got a minute, I'll do that. And that escalated into Bobby calling the governor, MLK acknowledging it, MLK Sr. acknowledging it. So he fucking barely became president. Yeah. Just fucking barely. And then didn't really deliver on his end afterwards when it came to the whole civil rights movement. Very, Zero. very little. They say that his involvement is important. Uh, I disagree. I, I would agree with you. Yes. Disagreeing with them. He does not give a shit. No, because he passes a couple things here and there and uh, makes some, I think, some really basic threats, but doesn't follow up in the government side of things, really. Not that I saw. Not until after the fact that somebody else gets involved, other presidents, other no. people. I had uh, one resource that there was a quote that Jack gave to an associate when he asked, uh, what kind of cabinet do you want to build? And he mentioned the MLK thing, because he's like, you know, we feel like that's what edged you into winning. And the quote was that Jack said, I'm going to keep the White House white. Yeah, I'm not surprised. And I couldn't find another resource for that, so I, I, I don't want to give it 100%, but I think that's where his head was at. Yeah, so do I, especially after doing MLK. Yes. Yeah. I don't think he actually gave a fuck. No. At all. It's all. It's, it seems like it's always about whatever just best suits him. He'll say whatever. What, whatever helps the Kennedy. Yeah. It's Really, he just wants a fucking bigger yacht. A bigger yacht and more women. All the yachts and all the white women. Yeah. If helping the black people gives me 19-year-old women. Okay. All day long. Oh, beautiful. All the white hippies. Yeah. So, uh, Nixon uh, does not give a concession speech. He has a secretary read a concession speech. <laughs> Pussy. Jack uh, calls Nixon and says, I need you to publicly concede. What? Why? Because Jack's an asshole. He really did that? He's like... It's all about points. <laughs> oh, my God. And he and Nixon said no, and he pressured Nixon into a public. He Nixon ended shake. up doing it. So Nixon didn't read a speech, but he came onto the the stage and shook Jack's hand to say, "I lost." That's so fucking because oh Jack my God has to make sure everyone knows he won. What? Oh my God! It's dude. fucking amazing. I'm surprised Nixon of did it at all, but also. I can't believe he's like calling him. He's like, hey, tell everyone you were a loser. Hey, tell everyone you lost. Hey, remember when you lost it? You didn't want to admit it. That's hey, funny. Hey, tell everybody. And Nixon's like, welcome, shake your hand. I guess so. <laughs> That's a fucking funny I don't, story. It, so poor Dick Nixon. Uh, fuck I, him too, but yeah. Yeah. I kind of understand why he's so corrupt because he's just so shit on. Even when, he, even when he was uh, vice president, I just talked shit on him the whole time. Yeah. And then he tried to get Jack's medical records, and it didn't work. And he just looked in the mirror and was like, I'm, I'm a ugly. fucking loser, and I'm ugly, and nobody cares. I'm just going to be a criminal. You know what? When I become president, I don't Fuck care. It. I'm going to do whatever I feel like. I'm a fucking criminal. JFK's doing that. Why can't I? Bitch. So in uh, November of 1960, his second child, John Jr., is born. 
Uh, John Jr. goes on to be a lawyer. Uh, and according to Seinfeld, he is stalked by Elaine Bennis in the 90s. Uh, and John Jr., that's just that's just a Seinfeld reference. Oh, oh, Elaine Bennis, I know that. But There's oh. a few episodes where Elaine gets obsessed with John Jr. and stalks oh, him. Oh, that's right. In the real world, uh, John Jr. dies in a plane crash in 1990, so he's he's dead now. Oh, I didn't know that. But didn't the episode come out in the 90s? Yeah, 96, 95. So it's Seinfeld. just like, okay. Yeah, I don't think he was dead yet. That'd be a bummer if they made a plot about a dead person. Yeah, but fuck. he's so handsome. His bones, his rotting bones. <laughs> um, right around the time when he's about to be inaugurated as president, he begins uh, an affair with a 21-year-old Pamela Turnier, who is actually Jackie's press secretary. Oh my god, dude! I mean, I get that he's just that's him now. I, I mean, you get it. It's, now. it's fucked up, of course. But I'm now going yeah. like, okay, he's just gonna do whatever. But, God, he's picking people. It's just, like, almost, like, purposely trying to get at Jackie or just, like, oh, this is your press secretary? I think so. i fuck her later. I think, I don't know how much of it is intentional, but his ego is definitely, like, I can fuck whoever. Who, yeah. Who's going to tell me now? Yeah. And I don't like, because I have all the names of the women that I can prove he fucked. Yeah. And it's not to shame these women. No. I'm not using their name. I'm using their name because it's proven. It's more credential of. Yes. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to prove the legitimacy that I'm I'm certain his dick went in him. Yeah. And that's on him. And them. That's whatever. Yeah. So in January 1961, he is the youngest president ever, even up to now. Uh, How old elected, is he now? Uh, 43. Okay. He is also the first ever Catholic, Roman Catholic uh, president ever. Yeah. Uh, Nixon throws a fit. He gives many uh, speeches about how oh, you can't shit on me type of thing. He goes back to California to run for governor, and he loses that. <laughs> and he gives a very famous speech where he says, you won't have Dick Nixon to kick around anymore. And he cries a bunch. Yeah. Re not realizing he becomes president later. Um. Also, this is the time, early 1961, in, when uh, Patrice Lumumba is killed. All right. And this is a buildup from a CIA project that when uh, Jack was inaugurated and the CIA gave him a briefing, he was like, what's your plan? You're going to kill? Yeah, kill? Whatever. Yeah, it's kill, fine. kill the guy. I'm about ready to have sex with someone. Can you make the decision yourself? Jesus. L look at my office. See that secretary? Her pants are off. I don't have a lot of time right now. <laughs> so uh, Bobby, his brother, is selected as attorney general, which is historically 100% just nepotism. Yeah, well, yeah, I was going to say. 100%. Uh, his old friend Lem was given many opportunities to be Is part of no the cabinet. Is there laws, by the way, on nepotism when it comes to the... Not the presidency. Yeah. You, you can, just get to do whatever you want. You can hire whoever you want. Presidency is really more of a king situation, as we've learned from our current president. Yeah. And that needs to be changed. Uh, definitely. But it is not currently. Yeah. Not until people time burns it down. Because it's... Yeah. I'm hoping... Ultimately, I'm hoping we can use the popples. Let's let's have an armistice with the popples and be like, "You guys are nuts. Help us." First, day one, kill George Zimmerman. George Zimmerman, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kill George Zimmerman. I forgot about that fucking guy. Jesus. I don't ever forget about him. Yeah. And then we're taking over the government. People time popple government all day. Bam. We just need to rip off four of the people from the Constitution and just be like, "You can have this back when we get this figured out." bitch yeah <laughs> yeah 
Well, uh, uh, Kennedy gave many positions to many close friends, and it is often considered that his cabinet is just a bunch of friends. Yeah. So his friend Lem did turn down many offers for the cabinet. Really? Just uh, because he was like, mm. He actually said that he was like, that would be unconscionable. Undeserving. Don't, I didn't do anything for this. He yeah. became an, like an unofficial advisor. He was around anyway. Uh, his old army friend, Red Fay became the undersecretary of the Navy, eventually the full secretary of the Navy. That was also nepotism. Yeah. Not, because nepotism is like familial, but it's a friend of his. Like, come on, I'll get you a nice sweet gig. Yeah. His, his cabinet was full of friends. Yeah. Um, before Inauguration Day, the Secret Service were crowding him. Uh, he wasn't accustomed to Secret Service. They set up shop and they, you know, the Secret Service, they crowd you and they check out the scenario you're in. They're like, oh, we got to look for assassins. Yeah. And there's a funny, true quote in which, uh, Kennedy told the Secret Service, gentlemen, relax, sit down. No one's going to shoot me. <laughs> so that's true. So he's also an idiot. Good. He's also dumb. Yeah. Um, his inauguration speech is very famous. It is the do not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country speech. Which is funny because up until this point, I've heard this and been like, okay, I get that. That's cool. Get the people behind him. It literally sounds like give me stuff. It's not about what I can give you guys. I'm oh, not yeah. going to give you anything, by the yeah. way. It, this is all about me and my friends and my family. So don't think about it as what I can do for you because who cares? But I don't work for you. You work for what me. What can you do for me? I'm a Kennedy. What a fucker. So many people do uh, attribute this speech as being excessively uh, inspirational and heroic. Sure. Togetherness. Um, but no, yeah, you're correct. My interpretation is he was like, you work here yeah. to the American public. Yeah. It's supposed to be all for one, but it sounds more like all for me. All for me. Yeah. One for all. That's I worked doing. really hard. My back hurts. And I got here, so you owe me, American yeah. public. Just don't look at what I'm doing. Just worry about yourselves. How about that? Yes. Yeah. Dickhead. Um, his first project was actually the Peace Corps, uh, which is fun. Uh, the Peace Corps is sort of uh, an army situation where you, you, you grab people and you train them and you give them ranks, but they don't fight wars. They go to places and they do Jimmy Carter level stuff. Which is nice. Yeah. There are quotes from Jack uh, indicating that this is important to uphold the American uh, do-good-for-yourself situation. Like, help these third-world countries. That's nice, yeah. Lift them up by their bootstraps. I believe it's a political standing. Whatever. What's fun is the very first rollout of the Peace Corps was run by Robert Shriver, who is Maria Shriver's father. Maria Shriver goes on to marry Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, really? When he's the governor of California. Is until that when he cheats on? Yeah. He, he, uh, she divorces him when she finds out that he's been fucking the live-in maid. Right. And has a baby with that maid. Fuck. Who's like 14 years old by the time she realizes that. Jesus. So that's, that's, uh, that's the, the Terminator's connection to the Kennedy family. Yeah. Which is fun. <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of talk about Jackie hiring a lady named Bunny Mellon to redecorate the White House. Pre-Jack, uh, the White House was like a house with old dilapidated shit and mostly political rooms. Yeah. Jackie made it like a house. There's like old antiques and nice pictures and shit. And Oh, really? So she really kind of changed how it looked? and Yeah, to make it more 
homey. Like a house, but also like royal. Mm. And they redid the Rose Garden, which is the, when you watch a president giving uh, talks from a podium and there's flowers behind him, that's the Rose Garden. So she designed that. Okay. And the White House has upholded that stature since Jackie. Thanks, Jackie. Sweet. I'd rather, the roses were probably a... Uh, I'd rather it be a hole. Jack, Jackie was like, I chose roses in remembrance of Rose Jr., who is currently just drooling in the somewhere, yeah. and no, and they don't even they don't even recognize her as a Kennedy. Yeah, like to quote Rose Kennedy right now. That might be a little bit bad taste, but true. But true. <laughs> true. So Kennedy is often early in his presidency blamed for the Bay of Pigs. Oh, really? I didn't know he was blamed for it. Yes, he is. What? Wait. Why do I not know this? I don't know. People time. People time. I love people time. April of 1961. The Bay of Pigs is about 2,500 uh, expat Colombian, or sorry, uh, Cubans. Guys who are from Cuba who don't like Fidel Castro, who come into like Florida, mostly Miami. Yeah. We're like, fuck Cuba. We want it to be, we don't want it to be a communist bullshit. We want it to be free and capitalist. Mm. So they hook up with the CIA, and a lot of this is pre-Kennedy. A lot of this situation was set up by the Eisenhower administration with, with, with the CIA. The idea being that if it's the expat Cubans who invade Cuba, it won't look like an American invasion. But wow. okay. the plan is for the Americans to help in some capacity. <clears throat> so the original plan, which the CIA calls App Operation Zapata, is that the Cubans attack on a beachfront and the CIA and the army give air support. Okay, yeah. The hope being that the Cubans are so disenfranchised with uh, Castro that when they see this attack, they'll go, yeah, and join in and take over the country. What uh, actually happens yeah. is that Jack says, I don't want the CIA or the military to be implicated in this, possibly. So we're not giving air support. It's just them. They're just going to attack the, the beach. Uh, it's totally going to go well. Yeah. And it doesn't. It doesn't, no. So what happens is all 2500 of them are either killed or captured. Like immediately. Did they ever know? Like within know? days. Like when they were like, oh, no, they, they were told that they were given support. CIA military support. And then they got there and they're like, motherfuckers. Yeah, so they set up a beachhead and were shooting uh, the Cuban military and were dying and they were told okay plan b is run for this these mountains and the cia will give you air support and they run for the mountains and and they just die or get captured yeah i didn't know so jack made that decision yeah because eisenhower before he left he set up that plan with the head of the cia alan dulez and said this is gonna require air support and they all agreed on that so and when jack came in as president and they gave him the plan he's like Nah. Uh, I don't want us to be implicated. Did I ever find out that that's what Jack did? Oh, yeah. And uh, so what happens is after everything falls to shit, Jack actually calls Ike to get his his impression. And Ike screams at him. <laughs> yeah. And Ike is scary, I think. Ike is scary. You look at Jack and he's like, yeah, he's a pretty boy or whatever. He is a pretty boy. But then you boy. got Ike who's he's like. He's a swimmer, for Christ's <laughs> sake. Ike's like, I will fucking kill you. I saw it as 
you know, Red Foreman, I'll put my foot in your ass. Yeah. So there is a, a YouTube page that uh, chronicles recorded JFK phone calls. Ooh. And there's two phone calls with, with Ike. You can't find the first one where Ike screams at him on YouTube. It's suppressed. You can find the second one, which is a day later, where him and Ike talk about it in a more logical sense. Mm. But there are written down, like the conversation was written down to the president's shit. And Ike screams at him. Because he's like, if your logic is that you don't want American support to be implicated, why did you provide them with weapons and the boats to get there? Yeah. And Kenny doesn't have an excuse for that. And then Ike goes, how do you think the rest of the world is going to look at us? What have you even done? Why are you president? And he just screams at him. And then JFK's like, but I'm getting all the secretaries to suck my dick now in the White House. This is great, right? Isn't this? If cell phones were a thing, I would show you a pic of the intern I have in here right now, Ike. (laughs) And Ike is like, I don't care about that. (laughs) Because if nothing else... From the research, I do feel confident saying that Ike only ever fucked his wife and then that one mistress he had in Europe. Yeah. He's not a sex addict. He's a piece of shit, anti-Semitic, but... For a lot of reasons, yeah, he's not the greatest. But... Uh, shitty. He might be right in this case, where he, he set it up, where he's like, we can totally take over Cuba, but then Jack fucked it up. <laughs> oh and God. then he screamed at him for it. Yeah. It's just hilarious. Yeah. Um, then... I like to think Jack cried on the phone. I hope, like, right, fear, like, he scared. held it in, and then hung up the phone, and then, do <laughs> 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 you know my dad? You don't know my dad. <laughs> and the intern who does have her pants off is like, should I He's like, leave? no. Or, no, don't leave. And he takes a picture no. of Ike and sticks Hold on the on. back of her head, and is like, oh, is this what you get? This is what you, you don't even understand. Do you do anal? <laughs> Ike does. You intern... Well, the next embarrassing thing that happened is that Jack is invited to Vienna for a meeting with the first secretary of Russian Communist Party, Nikita Khrushchev. Ooh, weird. Oh, yeah, you mentioned him before as well. Yeah, Khrushchev is the head of Russia right now, and Khrushchev is nobody to fuck around with. Yeah. So Jack is invited to go uh, on his way to Vienna. Interestingly, he stops in Paris and has many talks with one Charles de Gaulle. Ooh, People time. People time. I fucking love how it comes all around. So Maybe. Charles de Gaulle is another one of our episodes if you haven't heard it yet. So we talk a lot of shit on Charles in his episode. Yeah. Uh, he's cool, and he's also a little bit of an asshole. Yeah. The advice he gives Jack is fucking perfect. Oh, really? Where he says, here's the thing. Khrushchev is going to try and intimidate you, and he's going to try and negotiate with you. And he says, don't negotiate with the, with the Russians. That's yeah. their game. Hold down. He's also very anti-communist. <clears throat> very. And he says, the important thing to remember is that the communist economic system is unsustainable. So all the West really needs to do is hold our time. We just need to wait until they collapse themselves. So he's going to yell at you. He's going to intimidate you. Don't don't budge. Um, Charles de Gaulle also says some pretty fun and creepy things about Jackie. What? Like what? So... If you look into the Jack Kennedy uh, history, one of the big things is the Jack and Jackie in Paris. Jackie is like a, a fashion icon. Okay, yeah. And she's very charming. So Jack is taking these meetings with Charles, and they're political or whatever. But the whole time, Jackie is just like seducing Paris. And when they're going to leave, Charles 
tells Jack that I've appreciated all these talks, but if I could keep anything from our meetings, it's to keep Mrs. Kennedy in Paris. Wow. Charles is like, your wife is hot. You want to swap these? What up? I mean, I know you already swapped scenes basically with everybody else, but can I can I do it with your wife? Yeah, and Jack is like, I mean, I'll go fuck your wife, and then you can go see what happens with Jackie. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's fine, or whatever. Like, I don't care about her. No, I don't really love her. She's a side piece. Yeah. Well, he then moves into Vienna to have the discussions with Khrushchev, which are the opposite of the debates with Nixon. Oh, so he's on the wrong end. JFK, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay, so how's that go? I don't know if it's because he feels like I'm American president now, everybody has to defer to me, or like I'm so special and handsome. But what happens, Nikita circles around him, stares at him, paces back and forth, screams at him, until Jack kind of breaks down and can't really answer any of Nikita's questions. Can I watch this too? Is this available? Not the good parts. Aww. There's build up to the discussions, but the debates weren't filmed. There's like there's like news pieces about them. Though. Bummer. Yeah, because I wanted to see Jack sweat. Me too. Yeah, yeah. Because Nikita Khrushchev is like bald, yeah. fat. Jesus. And Jack is like, Jack is when he's looking good, he looks healthy. He's a handsome guy. He's a handsome big guy. Oh man. He towers over Nikita. But when he's sitting down, Nikita goes, "You bitch." So, I own Berlin. You fucked up the Bay of Pigs. We finished the World War II. You didn't do shit. And he just screams at him <laughs> for like an hour and a half. And Jack just... He just breaks down. Takes it, yeah. Jack tries to get on the level with him where he's like, well, my brother died in World War II. I know your son died in World War II, which is, which is the case. And Nikita literally laughs. He laughs that off. Where he's like, <laughs> you're trying to talk to me? Yeah. You're trying to talk to me. You're a rich, spoiled little bitch <laughs> who got your position because your country's political system is bullshit. I am powerful. I took Russia because I am powerful and you're a little shit. <laughs> and he just breaks him down. Shit. And uh, that What happens afterwards? Just he leaves and goes home? More or less. Hmm. Um, he actually, there, there's a quote from Jack about what he says after meeting... Uh, Nikita Khrushchev, he says, I I've never met a man like this. I talked about how a nuclear exchange would kill 70 million people in 10 minutes. And he just looked at me as if to say, so what? <laughs> My impression was that he didn't give a damn if it came to that. Fuck. Which is a bluff. Yeah, but... To be true, Nikita doesn't... He's not, an, he's not a monster. He doesn't really want Russia to burn to the ground. Still scary, though, when you're on that end. Exactly. Like, is he... Is he serious? Oh, God. That's the whole Russian thing is, like, bluff him to the edge. Yeah. And he broke he broke Jack down. Fuck. That's where he broke down. Um, and like said in the Ike, the Ike episode, the nuclear powers of the world agreed to a test ban in 1958 of the nuclear bombs. And everybody blew up a bunch of shit right before it all. Like a week of, <laughs> of annihilation. Um, it, it came to light from CIA uh, stuff that Russia actually never respected that ban. They didn't shoot off in the atmosphere, but they did blow up large parts of Siberia, and they had underground test sites. Yeah. So Jack, wanting to make sure that we could keep up with them, agreed to underground tests. And then he later agreed to atmospheric tests, which is the opposite of that test ban. Right. Um, Charles de Gaulle never, never signed any of it. 
He was one of the few fuck countries no. that said no completely. We're going to test whatever the fuck we want. Fuck the environment. Yeah. Um, so this created the idea that atmospheric testing could further technology and be a show of force. So the 1958 test ban that Ike worked very hard for was scrapped completely because Kennedy was like, yeah, let's test underground. And then his scientists came to him and was like, we need to test in the atmosphere. It's more realistic. So he did that. And then Russia did that. England did that. France did everybody. that. Everybody did that. Yeah. So he fucked that up. Um, and in 1962, Jack gave a speech on the TV and radio for about an hour, an hour and a half trying to convince the public that, look, nuclear bombs. That's <laughs> no fun, right? Nobody, nobody likes that, right? But our enemies have them, right? So if I don't test them, they're going to test them. Oh, shit, they're going to test them. What if I test them? And then we'll be, like, ahead. So the public started to distrust that. Yeah. Because they're like, we had a test ban, and you were the one who broke it, and now you're telling us that it's because the Russians broke it. And so it sort of started to break down the public trust. Cold War. I just love you're like you're like in a freezer and you're like it's cold war. Um, in February of 1962, Mr. John Glenn became the first human being to circle the Earth from the Mercury program. Yeah, which was a response to Yuri Gargarin a few years later, the a few years before the Russian guy who was the first man into space. Right. So Kennedy is bolstered by that. Like, let's do some space shit. Uh, if you look into John Glenn, he claims that he saw aliens up there. <laughs> That's fun. I have no proof of that. Uh, later in 1962, J. Edgar Hoover uh, personally met with Jack to inform him that the current lady he was fucking, her name was Judith Exner Campbell, was also the girlfriend of mob boss Sam Giancana, oh, shit. Who, who is the uh, Chicago mamba, uh, mob boss. And uh, Jack was using Judith as a courier for mob communications. Uh, and then fucked his wife. <laughs> Hoover didn't know that. And so uh, he, according to How Ju- did Hoover not know that? Was Yeah. That's actually a good got question. everybody bugged. He's on everyone's phones. The only thing he doesn't know is when Jack hands Judith a handwritten letter to to, to give to Sam Giancana. Yeah. It's the only thing he can't intercept. Yeah, right. That's one of my favorite jokes on Clue, the movie Clue. Yeah. When he's like answers the phone, and he's like, it's J. Edgar Hoover. And someone asks, well, why is J. Edgar Hoover on your phone? He's like, well, he's on everybody else's. Why can't he be on mine, too? <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking brilliant. Uh, yeah. 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 Hoover definitely, I think there's probably somewhere, maybe it's wiped now, but I bet every communication with Kennedy is recorded somewhere. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Um, Jack didn't want, because Hoover threatened to expose that fact. So Jack broke it off with with, uh, Judith Campbell. But Judith later wrote a memoir in the 90s and said that she aborted a pregnancy from Jack. Fuck. So she wasn't just a one-time, he was fucking given to her. Why Why would Hoover uh, just threaten to do it? Why not just out him? Or why give him the know. option? Like, it seems like it'd be one or the other. Like, either, hey, you're doing this thing, it's bad, so I'm going to go ahead and tell everybody. Or, yeah. you're doing this thing. Like, if you're ever going to prep to threaten, is he getting something out of it? That, is there a reason why there's this, like, I'll give you a chance, buddy. Quit doing this. I don't. I think, 
like Kennedy, I don't think Hoover cares about the country as much as he cares about himself. Yeah. And once something comes to light, he's like, I can expose the fucking president. JFK's like, I've got pictures of you, buddy, in a dress. And he's like, hmm, fair. Okay, never mind. Interesting. So is it my mom's dress or is it one I bought? No, it's your mom's mom's dress. dress. Mm -hmm. Cool. So break up with the mob girl and I won't wear the dress anymore and we're we're sixes. (laughs) Okay. And Hoover continued wearing the dress. Oh, definitely, because he lives with his mom. In the basement, yeah. Yeah, and he's just like, I'd fuck me. (laughs) You fuck me. I'd fuck me so hard. Mom, put the lotion on the skin. Yeah. Hot pockets, too. Put the lotion on the hot pockets, Mom. Um, he also starts a several years of uh, affair with 19-year-old White House intern Mimi Alford, who he took her virginity, actually. So wait, real quick, uh, I wanted yeah. to mention that uh, are we related to JFK? Is everybody related? Is this like a like a Genghis like a Khan? Genghis thing? Yeah, Genghis Khan. Um, probably more people than they know. I feel like I feel like he has fucked uh, everyone, all the women. Pretty close at this point. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it gets worse, actually. Just more fucking. It continues on. Yep. Sorry, what was the name of the person again? You just uh, Mimi Alford. So what stands out to me is that Mimi is 19. She's an intern, which means she's not even being paid. And he's giving her a tour. And he shows her Jackie Kennedy's quarters and then fucks her. And Jackie's quarters. In Jackie's quarters. And she's a virgin. And this starts uh, a several years affair that leads to, according to her, once uh, Jack dared her to give head underwater to a White House aide while Jack watched. What? What? Why? Yeah. What? So there was like an aide underwater, and, and, and Mimi was in the water, and Jack was like, I dare you to suck his dick. Uh, and then she did. I have so many. <laughs> then she did that. <laughs> I have so many things to say on this. That's all I know, though. One is, I mean, he's obviously a sex addict, duh. But yeah. this sounds almost like he's getting pleasure off of the I think weird stuff. It's one of those things when maybe you like smoked a bowl or two, and maybe took a hit and then have many, like, where you were drunk and you're like, ah, suck a dick. Yeah. But maybe it was grosser than that, where he was completely sober. He's like, suck his dick. Underwater. Under, hold your I, breath. I like that you said he dared her to. It sounds so fucking that's junior what, high. That's what she said. She said he dared her to. He's like, hey, suck his dick. He's like, okay, fine. I mean, I, I'm already doing all this stuff right. He's like, whoa, whoa, wait. It's mm. up the stakes. I dare you to do it underwater. <laughs> And she's like, nah. He's like, no, nah, I double dog. I double dog dare. Double dog. She's like, all right, fine. She's God, like, I didn't know. It's I, double I dog. What am I going to do? Yeah. So she just plugged her nose and sucked his dick. I feel like that's dangerous to try to give head underwater. I feel like you're going to drown or die or something. It is. Yeah. Huh. I, I don't support Mimi doing that. I wish I had a time machine and I could go grab Mimi and be like, you're 19. You're better than Get this. out of there. Let's Get out of there. Hey, let's go to college. I know. Let's I, get the fuck out of here. He's president. It this seems dude like is a predator. That guy? He's the president? Predator. Let's go. Jesus Christ. This is fucked, Mimi. Um, This is also around the time that his very famous Marilyn Monroe incident happened. Yep, 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 yep. Now, many people, I think, think that uh, the JFK Marilyn Monroe situation is like a big thing. It's really not. They had one weekend together in Palm Springs. Oh, really? Where he definitely fucked her. Yeah. Um... And 
the following weekend, uh, Marilyn, uh, I'm not passing judgment, but on many drugs, called Jackie, said, I fucked your husband. Oh, boy. And She's I... She's like, yeah, so, news? Literally. She, literally, yeah, Jackie was like, like, okay. You're the 800th one, so... Yeah, you're, if I'm counting, if I'm keeping track, you're 802. Yeah. And Marilyn said, cool, I plan on marrying Jack, because I feel like I am the first lady of, wow. of the country. And Jackie famously said, uh, then you... That's fantastic. That would be great. Then you have to deal with all this bullshit. Yeah. And uh, Marilyn, of course, hung up, and it was the next few weeks. Marilyn did her happy birthday, Mr. President. Bitch, my wife is here. (laughs) So, but according to that (laughs) joke, hilariously, Jackie already knew. When you look at the footage of Marilyn just fucking wet yeah, singing that, Jackie does not look surprised. Jack looks surprised because he's like, whoa, it's not Jackie he's worried about. It's, it's the, the public. country, yeah. Yeah. So he'd already fucked her. So a lot of the whole Jack and Marilyn thing is like a big deal, but it was literally like one weekend and then her being a bitch and calling Jackie and that's it. Weird. What an asshole, too. Like, oh, definitely an asshole. I fucked your husband, by the way. I wanted to make sure you knew that. Also, I think I want to be his wife and the first lady. So I, putting that all out there for you. I want to do a people time on Marilyn Monroe because I wonder where her head was at there. A lot that I read that she was deeply uh, a drug addict at this point and maybe not all there. Not all there. Yeah. yeah. Riding on the celebrity of like, I'm going to be the the first lady now. I can do whatever I want. Yeah. I fucked the president, too. I think, really, she was only famous in the 50s. In the 60s is when she started to decline, where, like, her drug use was, like, owned her. Hedy Lamar's cooler. Yeah. Yeah. Hetty disowned her own son because he wasn't cool. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty brutal. Like, I forgot about that shit. Fuck you. I couldn't <laughs> stop thinking about that. Going back to, yeah, here, go to school. I'll be back later. And then Bye, Felicia. Doesn't ever come back. But, I mean, she was at least fucking intelligent as shit. See, I bet Marilyn had a lot of intellectual stuff to to give, but she also had fucking great tits and a good face, and nobody ever cared. Hmm, look at my tits. So she's like, give me all the drugs, and it never went anywhere. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways. Yeah. So, as president, he also had two, I am doing quotes, secretaries. Mm Mm-hmm. Secretaries, is that he liked to call them. <laughs> Secretaries. <laughs> Suck my Terry. What's so funny is that nobody else made that association. <laughs> Secretaries. Because what they called them was fiddle and faddle. Fiddle and faddle? Yeah, the, their code names were, so Kenny would like hit up his secretary and be like, is faddle available? So all of them She's know not, this. Is fiddle, oh yeah, yeah, they're into it. Oh it's my like, God. oh, fiddle's available? Bring her in. So fiddle and faddle. What I would not want to be faddle. Our, yeah, that's actually rude. Faddle? It sounds like a I mean, weird... It's with, it's with D's instead of T's, and she's not chubby or whatever. No, I she's... just mean it's a weird sounding like, well, here it's... comes faddle. They're... She's coming in soon. Don't worry. Fiddle's not that much better either. Come fiddle me. I think it's like you eat fiddle faddle. What is fiddle faddle? Fiddle faddle is like... I thought it was like nonsense. Like that's just fiddle faddle. No, fiddle faddle is like... An old popcorn-based candy is like popcorn and toffee. And this is what he names his women that he's gonna, yeah, call hu- in. human beings. He names ca- candy, 
Bring me my fiddle faddle. This is such a piece of shit. So these are human people. Uh, Priscilla Ware is fiddle, and Jill Cohen is faddle. And they're just around for whenever he needs so to come in. they were hired officially on White House uh, staff as secretaries, right. but they didn't do anything. Other than sex acts. Yes. They, they, answered, they answered the call. They answered the call. Oh, my God. And if, and if Fiddle was at lunch, he would call Faddle. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> what the fuck? So, uh, as far as anyone knows, Jackie was aware of all this. Yeah. Not happy. Not a great I marriage. hope that she was fucking some other guy. Whether he knew or not, I hope I she was know. like... I found a guy who's nice, treats me fine. I do the whole thing, like where I'm the president's. I, I you know. actually doubt it. I don't think that. I hope so, but I don't. Okay, uh, next uh, political thing that happened. Uh, when Ellie's president, 30-year-old African-American, James Meredith, former Air Force, wanted to enroll at the University of, of Mississippi. As we have established, if you are black in the South, they don't like that. No. James Meredith subpoenaed to allow the Supreme Court, the highest court in the land, to allow him to go to college in Mississippi. Jesus. Is what it required. And he was allowed. But thousands of people uh, rioted his allowance into the uh, University of Mississippi, including several people died in these uh, riots. And the National Guard were sent in. Uh, Jack did not trust the National Guard because he was like, they're Mississippi National Guard, which means they're also racist. Yeah. To his credit. So, um, he hit up the military, said, you need to go, and we can't trust the local police. This was the, the one police. thing that I think he actually did that was yes, decent. <sighs> yes. And I, I don't know where his intentions are. Maybe it's more political or more really like... I'm sure it's all political. I'm sure we just need to all... keep civil civil rest. Well, it's, it's very... Uh, I mean, people are still dying and shit, so, I mean, it's not like... Exactly. Yeah. It's... He's still stopping death from happening. He probably doesn't give a shit of who. He's just like, just quit fighting, you guys. Well, and what's fun is that he uh, employs the military. They actually land military helicopters in the football field. Yeah. The military raids the school, locks it down, arrests the local police, the local marshals, yeah. the local um, National Guard, and allows James Meredith into... University of Mississippi. Yeah. He ultimately does. He graduates in, with a degree in history, bitch. Bam. And a minor in a popple vivisection. Mm-hmm. Which is where you take a popple with a scalpel and you cut them open like really, like really slow while they're still awake. And you take out their organs and then you feed them their own organs and then you say, uh, I hate you. Mm-hmm. So uh, James Meredith... I might hit him up. I don't know if he's still alive. Right now, our war path is uh, Oscar the Cat and uh, and uh, uh, Jane, uh, Jane Goodall. Mm-hmm. I think James Meredith would be a good a good addition to our current. What's at it? Army. Add him in. All right. The next thing is that a U two spy plane in uh, October of sixty two. U two. U two. Where the streets have no names. I was gonna say. Yeah. The U-2 spy planes are CIA spy planes that fly over Russia and Cuba and shit. Okay. And they found some Russian missiles in Cuba. 
which were later identified as medium-range ballistic with capabilities of nuclear warheads. Mm. So they have like a thousand-mile range, which could reach like America. Yeah. So three days later, the intel showed that larger missiles were being shipped in. These larger missiles could reach 3,000 miles, which could go anywhere in America, maybe except Seattle. We're talking about the Cuban Missile Crisis, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, it could reach anywhere in the United States, including Michigan, which that would have been fine. Who gives a fuck about that? Yeah. But his staff had many ideas what to, about what to do about this. He was told maybe invade the island, maybe bomb the missile sites maybe invade and then bomb the missile sites <laughs> and maybe bomb and then invade try that one we gotta do something yeah jack said let's do nothing and set up a blockade to stop the russians from bringing in nuclear warheads even though cuba already has they already have the missiles so let's let's stop them from getting more so they don't bomb us extra hard yeah this is another thing that Ike yelled at him about. <laughs> yeah. He was like, you could have done a lot better. Um, and everybody held their breath. This is what is called the Cuban Missile Crisis. It's 13 days in which uh, uh, Kevin Costner has a lot to say about it. <laughs> yeah. Where Jack had 13 days to answer for the potential end of the world. And his his... The idea was to blockade potential nuclear warheads getting to Russia. And the blockade actually weirdly worked, where Khrushchev said, here's the thing, I, I won't bring nuclear warheads into Cuba if you promise not to invade Berlin and not to put nuclear warheads into Turkey. Is that a potential possibility or something yeah the western world was thinking about taking over because we are we're already in western berlin they were thinking about taking over eastern berlin oh okay i didn't know that yeah weird the the cuban missile crisis made the entire world shit their fucking collective pants because they were like if kennedy makes the wrong choice then cuba is nuclearly armed and it will probably create the end of the world yeah this is a weird interesting because he Apparently made the right choice. But unintentionally, I think. It just worked out. Yeah, Khrushchev, Khrushchev didn't want the end of the world either. You know, we, we, we frame Russia as the ultimate villains, but they don't want all their people to die either. Of course. And actually, before Khrushchev died, he wrote a memoir. And in response to the Cuban Missile Crisis, he actually said that, my thinking went like this. If we installed the missiles secretly... And then the United States discovered the missiles after they were poised and ready to strike. The Americans would think twice before trying to liquidate our installations by military means. And I knew that the United States could knock out some of our installations, but all, not all of them. If a quarter or even a tenth, a tenth of our missiles survived, even if only one or two big ones were left, we could hit New York. And there wouldn't be much of New York left. Yeah. So his thinking was uh, he could have pulled it off, but he knew that if he could blow up New York, then we could blow up Moscow. It'd be, or it'd Petersburg. be a nuclear war. Yeah. So we're at a stalemate. 
Um, so in June of 63, Jack gives his many, many, very famous speechy McSpeechersons. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gave three speeches that everybody thinks are super cool. He gave his quote-unquote peace speech at uh, the University of Washington, which is considered his greatest speech of all time. Mm. It's about disarmament and general progress. And it was published everywhere, including Russian media, which means the Russian propaganda machine allowed the people to see it. Because I think uh, Jack was saying peace, and the Russians were afraid. And so even the Russian propaganda was like, let's talk about peace, maybe. This is just scary. I've only ever heard perspective of the Cold War, actually, only from the U.S. perspective. Uh Uh I've never thought about... Because the U.S. was scared of shit. Hell yeah. Videos that you'd watch if you saw a flash and heard a bang, you'd hide under your desk. Yeah, that's or, gonna help you. Or like go crouch against the wall and like duck down. And it's like yeah, you're you're dead. Get into a doorway. And it's a joke now because we laugh at like yeah, you would just die. Yeah, but yeah, it was really really like everyone was scared over here. I never really thought about it from the Soviet uh, perspective that they yeah. were probably also scared. Yeah, I mean even Khrushchev, that tough bastard, was like. This is real. Yeah. I can front a lot, but if I front too much, they could bomb us too. Yeah. And the Russian people don't want to die charred because around this time in the early 60s is when that book uh, Hiroshima came out. Yeah. From, I can't remember his name, Jack Hersey, I think. But Hiroshima, if you want to, is only like a 50-page book, but it tells a semi-fictional story of like six or seven different people who live through Hiroshima and it is horrifying. Yeah, it sounds awful. People whose eyes melted out of their skulls from looking at the blast and then they're just walking around charred like, oh, uh, and then... Just like that ant people thing or whatever? Yeah. Alligator ant people is what Uh, they call them. Yeah. Because they look like alligators because their skin is charred, and they look like ants because they're blind and just wandering around aimlessly. Jesus Christ. So everybody was, they don't, they don't, even the Russians, nobody wants nuclear war. No. Um, then, uh, we talked about Bull Connor in the MLK episode. Bull Connor's a piece of shit. Huge. I fucking hate that guy. I would love to put my dick in his butt. Yeah. Um, I don't have a very big dick, but I bet Bull Connor's butt is smaller than my dick. Yeah. And I just want to puncture his colon until he's like, oh, don't. Yeah. And I make him call me Jamal the whole time. Yeah, that seems fair. Call me Jamal. Wait, so he came up in your research here with JFK? <laughs> yeah. So he's restricting black students from going to college. Yeah. And the U.S. Marshals uh, are under Jack's. Uh, control, but are from Mississippi, right? So they don't care. So Jack gave his big civil rights speech, in which he calls for more or less common sense. Where really, I don't, I don't think Jack gives a shit about black people, but I don't think that he's a racist. Is this where he tells everyone to cool down? Yep. Oh my god! So yep. this is like one of the speeches I hate the most from JFK. What's the point? Yeah. Cool down. Yeah. And then he got a response back being like, yeah, we've been cooling down for 200 years. Do something. Do something. MLK gave a speech where he said that it was the most sweeping and forthright a president had ever been. Yeah, but... But that's small beans. His speech ultimately said... Because most people will take away is that MLK was like, oh, he's so great. But what he was really saying was like, it's amazing that he's supporting us 
because it's the first fucking time nobody else has before. And really what he's calling us for us to calm down when really what we need to do is burn the motherfucker down. Push, get this going, roll harder. Uh, Then Jack gave what is also one of his more famous speeches in Berlin. So in Berlin, we have East and West Berlin. So as we've talked about in many of our World War II episodes, Russia took over East Berlin. The West took over West Berlin. Yeah. And Berlin is cut in half. And uh, there's a wall. And Jack goes to Berlin and he gives his Eckbein Ein Berlinger speech, where he talks about how Berlin represents the West's opposition to communism. And Eichbein Ein Berlinger means I am a Berliner. Yeah. Where he says, I am like you. I am from Berlin. If you're from France, you're from Berlin. If you're from Kentucky, you're for, from Berlin. Because really, if you're from Berlin, you're with us on the West. Okay. He's trying to tell them to resist the Russian communist uh, shit there. Gotcha. Uh, Khrushchev agreed uh, in response to this to sign a nuclear test ban in the atmosphere, space, and underwaters. Yeah. So no more test, no more nukes. This is when the nukes testing actually did finally stop. Yeah. Um, and in August, uh, his other kid was born. His name is Patrick. Patrick, uh, like their first kid, uh, died shortly after. Hmm. This is the first time that I saw that Jack showed emotion. He held Patrick while he died and cried a bunch. Yeah. Weird that he... He held him instead of Jackie, which is also another sign of his uh, selfishness, maybe. <laughs> Where Jackie didn't get to hold her own kid. Yeah. He was like, give me my son! Oh, he's dying. Oh, <laughs> Oh, no. My son. My son! And then he died. He's passing on his bad genes. They probably all have all kinds of fucked up shit already to start off with. Yeah, he was born with a fucked up back, and he's like, I don't want to be your kid. And he's just like, I'm going to die now. Yeah. Yeah. And now he works for Ghostface Killer. He's telling people the right things. There you go. That you need to know. Um, The next thing is that we have mentioned that uh, the Vietnam War started with French intervention in South Vietnam. And the the president of South Vietnam is a guy named Diem, D-I-E-M. And he is upholding the Southern Vietnam Rebellion against North Vietnam, which are communist sympathizers. And the French have been fighting them for a long time. And the CIA told Jack, maybe what we need to do is have a change of arms. Uh, the president of Southern Vietnam, Diem, is uh, fucking a bunch of, a bunch of ladies. Uh, doing a bunch of drugs, and not really being in charge. So Jack signs off on the CIA uh, ordering a coup against him. And it leads to him being assassinated. I do like the fact that he had to throw in there like, look, he's not a responsible leader. He's fucking a lot of women. What? <laughs> he's fucking his secretaries? And yeah, his but... wife's sister? Does he Wait, does he name his secretaries? Like code names? Yeah, that's don't, why. That's don't why. call him by your real name. You'd be like, yeah, fiddle. Yeah, fiddle. <laughs> yeah, fiddle. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, the president of Southern Vietnam is murdered, and Jack uh, is apparently shocked. He said that he thought the coup would lead in him being exiled, and Jack feels that this is the first time that he is responsible for a person being killed, and he feels really bummed out about it. Huh. Dumbass. Yeah. So this this leads to the Vietnam War. Um, I found more sex stuff. So around this time, he fucks his uh, kid's babysitter, <laughs> whose name I couldn't 
locked down, but how, I know it happened. How old was she? Like 19. Oh, okay. Of course. That seems to be the age frame he... Which is fun, because like about a week later, uh, he fucks 16... Or, sorry, 6D-year-old actress Marlene Dench. Ditch. Oh, so he goes the other way this time, changing it up. You know, when you fuck so many people, go 1960, go 1960. Yeah. I mean, it is 1962. So you fuck a 19-year-old, fuck a 62-year-old. <laughs> That's nice. She is actually an old-school actress who had had sex with his dad, Joe Sr. That's weird. And Joe Sr. told Jack about that. So a lot of the speculation is that Jack fucked her so he could be like, did you fuck my dad? Because I fucked you too. What's up? What's the score now? Some sort of weird, weird dominance thing, but it seems like it'd be more negative than positive. No. Yeah. Uh, there's no recordings of it, but there are indications that he called his dad and was like, I fucked uh, Marlene Ditch. Did you? I did. That's fucking weird. Even though she's 60. And there are quotes from her where she told him, she's like, you know, I'm not young. I don't have young bones. And he's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rock your It's bones. okay. I got a bad back, so. We're the same. This whole thing's not going to go but super my, great. My dad's dick was in you, and I only do what he does, so I'm going to put my dick in there, too. Yeah. Um. The week before, so we are about when he's about to be murdered. So about a week before that. Yeah. He hangs out with actress uh, Greta Garbo. Greta? Greta Garbo. Garbo. Yep. You know who Garbo is, right? Uh-uh. Secret Agent Garbo is the code name for Juan Pujol. Really? Because Garbo was considered to be one of the best actresses during the time frame. It's probably it's probably Greta. And they called him Garbo because they said he was the best actor in the world because he was tricking the Nazis. That's fucking awesome. Way. So there's your Juan Pujol reference. Go watch or go listen to that episode. Juan Pujol is one of the better episodes we have because I love that episode. He's we do crazy. We have done people that. You don't know are important in history. Yeah. And Juan Pujol's one of them. Yeah. He's very important. That was a great... That was actually your sister who recommended that one. It was. Great recommendation. Yeah. Send us more of that kind of shit, guys. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, a lot of of our recommendations have been like that. Yeah, they've been really good. Yeah, deep cuts. Deep cuts. (laughs) Deep history cuts. B-sides. Yeah, B-sides. So, uh, whether or not he fucked Greta Garbo... I think he probably did. No, why not? That's his thing. She never admitted to that. She just seems like a classy lady. But she was friends with his old friend, Lem Billings. And what is hilarious, the reason I'm bringing this up is that he is literally like a week about to die. And the uh, Cold War is not going amazing. It's a little better. Yeah. But Bay of Pigs didn't go well. Uh, Cuban crisis didn't go stellar. He was in Berlin, and there were protests, and and he tried to do his best. But what he does is that he meets Greta, and she's actually friends with Lem Billings. And she gets to the White House before Lem, and he tells Greta, you know, be really funny, pretend you don't know Lem. Pretend you and I are friends, you and me, Greta, and tell Lem you don't even know him. Why? For a hijinks. Just like a, yeah. Because he's an old friend. He's known Lem since he was like 13. Yeah. So Lem comes to the White House like... Hey, Greta, thanks for coming to meet my friend Jack. And Greta goes, oh, hey, Lem, I actually, hi, I don't, I don't know you. Me and Jack are old friends. And then Lem Billings is like, uh, wait, wh- I thought I set up this dinner. And then Greta's like, no, I did. And he goes, so you already know Jack? And so they played that off for like four hours. Four hours? <laughs> Just... That's Jack's hijinks. And they eventually tell him, like, ah, kidding. Gotcha. Ah. But I did fuck her earlier. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then Lim's like, I did too. And Greta's like, I don't even, that's fine. (laughs) But I just thought that was fun. I haven't mentioned a lot of his hijinks. He does hijinks. Okay, so he's got a little bit of a weird humor, fun stuff. He likes to joke around with his buddies. He likes to dick with people. Yeah. Um, in June of that year, uh, he decides that because he needs to start, uh, setting up his campaign for presidency. Second term. Yeah. And the South still doesn't like him. So he sends up a bunch of meetings in Florida and Texas because those are the major markets in the South. He should have gone to Alabama, but he knew that the MLK people are iffy. And Alabama's still scary dangerous very very scary there yes so he goes to florida and texas gives a bunch of speeches it's okay uh according to an associate clint hill he says that the el paso texas uh campaigns went okay he goes to dallas and there are many people with flyers saying they were handing out flyers saying kennedy wanted for treason or flyers that say hang kennedy really yeah because the people in dallas um they're they're Democrats and they see Kennedy as a as a traitor to the Democratic Party. Okay, yeah, I mean he he is so he is yeah. And without going too much into it, um, as probably many people know, he's on a parade in Dallas in Dealey Plaza in a car that has in a flat top roof, and the parade route was recently changed. Flat top roof wasn't it a uh... not flat top. I'm sorry, it was a. No roof. Convert, convertible. Con- yeah. Yeah. And the parade route was supposed to go around one block and then, like, spin all the way back around to go to the freeway. But they decided, let's take a, let's go longer and go two blocks down and over and get right onto the freeway, which passed the uh, book depository building. Right. And, um, spoiler, he dies. He didn't make it. He dies, like, right there. He <laughs> doesn't make it to the freeway. <clears throat> he and gets shot. I, I, I don't know how much of the uh, conspiratorial stuff we want to dive into. I think you and I are both pretty educated about it. Yeah. I don't know how much the dabblers are. I think general people are. I think it's uh, one of those things that people really like to learn more about. Yeah. It's uh, not only is it an assassination of the president, but there's so many conspiracy theories based around it. It's uh, some of which sound crazy but the further you go into it it seems to start making sense um so i have some theories you know well if you want to i uh make a kick around a couple things yeah give me your theories as well i'll give you my theories mine's gonna be the more boring side unfortunately i have heard a lot of different conspiracies yeah um i am all about it was oswald now i'm not saying that oswald was acting alone or that he wasn't being hired by the mob or uh, sure, sure. or the government even. But I do believe the person who shot Kennedy was Oswald. I think he actually pulled the trigger. I, I, I would agree with you with that. And I think the grassy knoll is a... Uh, it's a red herring. Yeah, exactly. It was a red herring. Um, matter of fact, many people who were there, uh, <coughs> they did interviews. So the whole grassy knoll thing came up after the fact and actually just kind of added into the conspiracies. Like nobody there was really talking about it at the time. And then when it got brought up later on and asked, like, the people who were there asked what they thought about that, a yeah. lot of people were like, mm, no, nah, I don't think the shots came from over there at all. Like, I don't know why that's even a thing. No. I think it all came back from when the book. It feels like because the the shots that Oswald took do seem crazy. Yeah. They're not, un, they're not impossible. Right. And they're not even unrealistic. They're just sort of implausible. He was so a military that, guy. I feel like... It's not, 
I've heard two different versions of it. I've heard someone say like it's near impossible, and I've heard people say it's, it's much easier than people think, as it long is, as you are yes practicing the range. I even and I hate to admit that this is my resource, but it was the Jesse Ventura. Uh, Jesse Ventura had, you know, he's an old wrestler, and then he was a governor. In, oh, in that's right. Yeah. So he did a thing where he used that old style gun to see. And he had a guy who's like a specialist. And he's like, you can make these shots in those time. Can in, you in that time? Yeah. You have to have a steady arm. Yeah. Um, he was he was a decent marksman. He was a military guy. Yeah. And he he it's actually not had, impossible. He had high marks in marksman, so it wasn't yes. even just military experience. He actually was uh, on the higher end of a his class shot. or whatever. Yeah. And I had read that the gun he used was like a cheap twelve dollar gun you buy from a magazine and people were saying there's no way a gun like that could make this shot but what's important to remember is that kennedy was um he so he's on like the third or fourth floor of this building yeah and kennedy's just on the street yeah going slowly you driving could, waving at people yeah you, you could hit him with a rubber band yeah. from right there if yeah. you fucking wanted to <laughs> you had the right stretch yeah. so a cheap gun that doesn't mean shit to me yeah me the either. bullet is what makes sense he hit him with the bullet. And yeah. His brain blew out. When he fired a few times, and I mean, I guess one of the reasons why I also think it was him is he, he, I don't know who he was acting with or if he was on his own, but he was very communist, extremely. Like, he was being wiretapped. He was one of the people. Yeah. Along with everybody else, right? Yeah, his wife is Russian. His wife's he, Russian. He'd been to Russia. He was, he was uh, trying to uh, get the Russian country to allow him to be a Russian citizen yeah they wouldn't let him though they wouldn't let him yeah but that's where he's at that's where his head's at yeah and uh i think he's just one of those people who grew up like with an idea like let it grow into this like i'll solve all the problems i'll be a hero like you you know yep. kind of like john wilkes booth who thought after he killed the president abraham that he was going to be <laughs> held as this like hero love me and then found out later everybody hated him but uh i think that's kind of the idea is he thought he was doing some sort of amazing thing heroic and might have done it by himself the problem is there are some conspiracy theories and i'm i don't know conspiracy theories i think are usually that i think they're theories because they're there's a reason why they are there might be some truth behind some of it but without a whole lot of facts and proof it's hard to decide some of them are real but more often than not they're just thought experiments and that's the thing that sucks about it is because there's been some really crazy conspiracy theories that have ended up being completely true and you're like fuck dude that doesn't mean that all of them are or all of them aren't so that's where it, can, it becomes yeah. becomes hard but yeah i think oswald definitely did the trigger pulling uh, uh, yep and uh part of me likes to think that he was on his own and then part of me likes to think like there might be something a lot bigger going on here fbi cia there might be some mafia shit going yeah. on who there's there's some compelling arguments for there both are. sides that's what's so fun about or maybe not fun interesting yes that his death there are many people who had the incentive to do it where you're like oh shit you had a lot of enemies and a lot of these people had the capacity to do it yeah so it it could have been a lot of things which is where my opinion goes to 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 two things i think personally i do think oswald did it yeah but i think he was influenced from a cia maybe mafia-esque influence from LBJ. That's yeah. my opinion. That's interesting because you mentioned this actually on MLK. Yes. Uh, JFK, uh, MLK. So, ML- right? <laughs> we got a lot of, why did everybody have, everybody, only have acronyms? I don't know. 
We should have acronyms. Let's do acronyms next time. Um, so LBJ, uh, his personality has not been expressed in this episode, if you're unfamiliar. Yeah. He is a very egotistic. He's his vice president. Vice president, yeah. Yeah, I don't think I mentioned that. He he accept, or he he uh, endorsed LBJ to be his uh, vice president to get the Southern vote. Right. Because LBJ is very Southern boy. And he's also a huge ego. He's the kind of guy who likes to show you his dick to tell you how big it is. And Kennedy, this rich boy, being his boss, I don't think sat well with him. And he knew if he was dead, he was going to be president. And he was in Dallas yeah, with the people he knew. Yeah. And you follow Occam's razor. Where's the money? <laughs> yeah. I think LBJ had a lot to do with it. Now, I can't tell you the details because I'm sure that the people involved in those details are dead. Yeah. That's where I stand. Yeah. Uh, it's not unheard CIA of. The doing it on purpose, the mafia doing it on purpose, Russia doing it on purpose, seems more outlandish and harder to pull off to yeah. me than LBJ just hitting up some Texas people because they didn't fucking like him in Dallas. Well, it wouldn't be hard to hit up people who didn't like him. Who was the guy, uh, what was the guy's name again who killed uh, Oswald afterwards? Jack uh, Ruby. Jack Ruby, see? And I've heard a lot of conspiracy theories based around Jack Ruby, and I think those are completely false. Jack Ruby's a, is a he's, bum. He's, a he's an idiot. Yeah. He's, a, he's a wannabe mafia guy. He was trying to take some of the glory and, and thought he was going to be famous for yes. taking out the guy who took out the president, and he was just an idiot. But, yeah, it is interesting uh, to think that the... Vice president. It's not. That's the thing. Is when, when I very first hear that kind of a thing, my brain immediately goes to like, "That's too ridiculous." But then you find out like this kind of shit happens in history all the time. Hitler bombed one of his own fucking buildings, his yeah. own government buildings, so that way he could make himself chancellor. And we didn't find that out till much later on. Reichstag. His fire, own people man. didn't know. When, when right? we're talking about high level power, yeah, you could you, you kill a fucking guy. You've got money and you've got power to kill people, and not that hard. We, we just did our uh, episode on Pablo, Pablo Escobar. Pablo. So you got Pablo Escobar, and you see how this one guy Pablo. has so much money that he can control an entire country. It's insane. Yeah, and that's. What happens when you're already controlling a, a, an entire country and you have the money? So ultimate power corrupts. It's possible to do stuff that sounds outlandish and and improbable, but and if you have the connections, because man. I think nowadays it seems unknown and shadowy, but the CIA are are pulling strings. Maybe so. The NSA, the FBI, they're pulling strings in your in your personal life yeah. right right now right now but back then they were pulling bigger strings because they could get away with it and the mafia were also a thing uh the the cubans were not stoked about what was happening the soviets were a big problem so there are so many strings to pull you just have to ask who benefits the most from pulling these strings yeah the mafia hated jfk but they didn't gain anything from killing him yeah the cubans don't gain anything from cumi from killing him Nobody gains anything except LBJ. Yeah, it does he, make sense. Yeah. He's the only one who who ultimately has the reason to do it. Otherwise, it's just... So it's either him or it's just a crazed person who's acting on his own. That's my feelings. Well, and the other theory that I am actually partial to, I don't know if you're familiar with it. It came out a few years ago. The uh, uh, Secret Service agent who's actually still alive and refuses to do interviews, uh, Agent George Hickey. Are you familiar with this theory? No, I haven't heard of him. So George Hickey was in the car right behind uh, uh, Jack to the uh, left. Okay. So Jack was on the right-hand side in the back of his car. George Hickey was in the the 
car behind him to the left. Okay. And the theory goes that George Hickey was actually, at this point, he was... I a, have heard this theory. He's about 18 or 19. Go on, yeah. He has an automatic weapon uh, beneath his seat. And he's been told that the Dallas public don't love him, so be on high alert. And the theory goes that Oswald took his shot and hit Kennedy in the neck. Yeah. The the back neck one, the one that goes like through him and hits Governor Connolly. Yeah. And then George Hickey pulls out his automatic weapon to return fire. But... And the guy driving the car hits the brakes, and George goes, and takes the headshot. Yeah, by mistake. By mistake. Seems pretty unlikely, but fuck. I mean, that's... A lot that what I've read is that any Secret Service agent who will talk about it, including the guy... I'm mad I didn't write his name down. The the guy who was assigned to Jackie Kennedy, when you watch the Zapruder film, when Jack's head blows up... And Jackie starts running. She starts to back she out starts the back. crawling out the back of the vehicle. And then he's telling her to get down. Well, the, the agent who intercepts her and jumps on top of her yeah. and then pushes her back into the car, he's her personal guy. Um, he talked about how the Secret Service did have high automatic weapons and they were trigger happy and that he would believe that theory but he, he has publicly said i won't call out anybody yeah i and i don't know but i i would believe it damn dude and so when people talk about a second shooter or the problem with the angle of the bullet they're like the the most realistic angle of the bullet is a car behind him that's weird and it's the guy who goes oh shit yeah we're getting shot at. Get out your guns. Yeah, and I and I'm not saying I believe that 100, percent but, but it's an interesting. I like I attach that because I like history being an accident. I think yeah. it's hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because George Hickey is still alive. I saw a a piece. I don't even remember who it was. Um, who went to try and they went to his fucking house. Agent George Hickey. He's retired now. Yeah. And they knocked on his door like, "Can you tell us about Kennedy?" And, and of like, course, go he didn't answer away. The door. So, I don't know. Yeah. That's where I stand on that. Yeah, it's an interesting... Uh, yeah, it's weird. I don't believe the gra- gla- uh, grassy knoll. And... Uh, no, um... just like Seinfeld said. <laughs> the spit stopped in midair, mind you. <laughs> so I love I that episode. I don't, I don't believe the grassy knoll shit. No, unless either. it's popples. Yeah, popples. Um, the other thing I like to talk about, and I don't know how many people know this. Uh, President Jimmy Carter, mm-hmm. who was in the late 70s, he was scheduled to give a speech that he refused to tell his staff or the press what the speech was about. Before he was going to give the speech, he didn't want to yes. just announce him giving a speech. That's 1978, it. he's like, I'm going to give a speech. And leading up to the speech, he's giving public, public talks. And a gentleman by the name of uh, Raymond... Lee Harvey right. had a gun full of blanks and shot at Jimmy Carter. Bah, 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 bah. Yeah. The Secret Service arrested him, and he said, oh, I was given this gun by an associate of mine who told me that if I shoot blanks at Carter, he will take the real shots. So they tracked down this other guy. This man's name is Osvaldo Ortiz. It's fucking weird, dude. So what I am saying without a hundred percent is that a gentleman named uh fucking raymond lee, lee harvey. harvey in association with oswald <laughs> o ortiz had a fake assassination attempt weeks before jimmy carter was to give a speech that 
is uh, the content of we don't know. Yeah. So I'm not saying the Illuminati are real. <laughs> I'm not saying that. Just saying. I'm just saying. Fucking weird. That if once it? you're elected, if you have a meeting with a guy in a suit and he pushes a picture of Jack Kennedy across the table to you and goes, remember what we do. And if that guy shows up at a meeting when you're talking about somebody, he does the throat thing like, shh. Yeah, don't talk about that. You just don't talk about it, man. Because how else do you – how – that's not a coincidence. I know. It's fucking It's not weird. a coincidence. I know. I don't it's get it. It's not a coincidence. <laughs> I don't get it either. That's where I stand on that. You know who's pulling all the strings? I figured it out. Who's that? It's Jackie. She's like, son of a bitch. I'm going to take him out. with my sister. And then, and then as people start figuring it out, she starts pulling more strings and like, hey, Lee Harvey is going to come visit you. You know what I'm saying? So uh, how about you keep your mouth shut? And he's like, I'm going to do a press conference. He She's works like, for hmm. a guy named Oswald. Yeah. And he's like, just not getting it. It's not even like him trying even, to. I don't even know. He's not even trying to be I'm a I'm a peanut farmer. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> So, uh, the Warren Commission was started by LBJ to look into the assassination. Of course, nothing came a part of that, as everybody knows. They all said that Oswald worked alone. Um, in uh, it, it, the only thing that Oz, the Warren Commission brought apart that I thought was interesting was that a, a month earlier in 1963, Oswald did take a meeting from a KGB. Uh, agent in the mexican consulate Hmm. sorry the russian consulate in mexico that's the only thing that we know i think oswald was actually in communication with a lot of people definitely Uh, russian people yeah yeah um he was also passing out flyers and shit like communist flyers yeah propaganda he he, he had a huge hard-on for the communist cause yeah um there are a lot of unclassified documents that the government knows about the assassination that have not come to light. Do they ever? Do they have a timeline of when they're going to be? They uh-huh. had a timeline to be released in 1995, and then they, the Clinton administration said no, they need to be totally classified for another like 25 or 30 years. Why? So it was actually the Trump administration who was supposed to declassify them, and they didn't. They released some shit, but nothing interesting other than that Oswald meeting with the KGB in Mexico City came came about. Because as much as Trump has claimed to drain the swamp, he's just a he's a cod. Yeah. uh, uh, How crazy would that be? They released and they're like, oh yeah, no, it's the vice president. We know that. Yeah. (laughs) So like uh, the guy that we allowed to be president afterwards did it. Yeah. Sorry. Um, Jackie helped solidify his image by giving many interviews later on after his death, and she described his uh, can or his uh, presidency as Camelot. What What does that mean? You know, like King Arthur's Camelot. That's how she would explain it. Yeah, she expressed it as like royalty overseeing the subjects, rich people, man, bitches. Yeah, and uh, Camelot is how his presidency is expressed now. Hilariously, there is a musical called Camelot that came out in 1962, and maybe many people think maybe she just recently saw it. <laughs> I just made the association. Yeah. The other thing she did is that she designed a permanent flame to burn atop his uh, uh, headstone, which yeah. is actually still there and still burning. Oh, really? Is it just like uh, someone goes and checks up and redoes the thing? Some asshole probably goes and changes the propane tank. Yeah. Wait, uh, 
What a way, waste. Way to go. <laughs> <laughs> what a waste. Of, what a waste of fuel, you yeah. bitch. Um, <clears throat> he is voted recently as one of the greatest presidents of all time, and many people have voted that if we were to put another face on Mount Rushmore, it should be him. I disagree. 100% disagree. Yeah. Uh, he is a cult of personality, and... If you love JFK, it's because you haven't read fucking anything. <laughs> um, I do like to say that the greatest uh, quote that I found from him is that he said, if I don't have sex every day, I get a headache. Does he really say that? He did say that. Yeah. And it is also 100% true that he gave Jackie chlamydia. Oh, it was chlamydia. It was chlamydia. <laughs> Which, from what I read, is that he had gonorrhea and that, I guess that gives people chlamydia so he had gonorrhea and he gave her gonorrhea and it turned it to chlamydia i have no so, idea how so that works he, I... gave, he gave her two things oh shit <laughs> fuck um i also like to say that uh if you look at pictures of him he's very tan unlike our current president who's just uh, uh orange orange he looks tan he did excessively tan in tanning beds and on beaches to hide his yellow skin color because he was often jaundiced because he's got some fucking million diseases huge fucking problems um his personal medical assistant in the white house her name was janet travell and i'm quoting uh, an article by the atlantic about her medical records were like literally a couple years ago just oh really about what we know so it says the travell records reveal that during the first six months of term Kennedy suffered stomach, colon, prostate problems, high fevers, dehydration, abscesses, sleeplessness, high cholesterol, uh, in addition to his ongoing back and adrenal ailments. His physicians administered large doses of so many drugs that Travell kept a medicinal administration record cataloging injected and ingested cordial steroids for his adrenal insufficiency. Uh, Procaine shots, ultrasound treatments, hot packs for his back, Lotramil, Metacil, Paragoric, Phenobarbital, Testosterone, Transitine to control his diarrhea, Abdominal discomfort, Weight loss, Penicillin, and other antibiotics for his urinary tract infections and abscesses, and Tuinol to help him sleep. Before press conferences and national televised speeches, his doctors increased his cortisol or sorry, cortisone doses to deal with his tensions to harmful, sorry, to deal with tensions harmful to someone unable to produce his own cortical steroids in response to to stress. Through the medications, uh, occasionally it made Kennedy groggy and tired. He did not see see them as a problem. He dismissed questions about these injections saying, I don't care if it's horse piss, it works. Jesus. So all the goddamn things I said he is suffering from while uh, leading the country. What the fuck? I don't know. Um, a few of the last things I want to get. Uh, I did a lot of research, and of the many personal things that I found, two things weirdly kept coming up, and I didn't bring them up, them up before because they just weirdly kept coming up. Yeah. Jack uh, takes baths. He doesn't shower. Huh. I just felt that. That, that is weird. Yeah, and the the quotes about that are his assistants putting him in the bath and then taking him taking him out of, <laughs> out, out of the bath. And he also does this thing where he clicks his uh, uh, his fingernails on his teeth. Mm, why? I don't know. 
I don't like JFK. What I want to talk about. <laughs> he's very rich, very spoiled, very entitled. Yeah. And sick. So he has to be put into baths and taken out. And he's on so many fucking drugs <laughs> that he clicks his teeth with his fingernails because he's an insane person. And if somebody doesn't bring a secretary for him to put his dick in soon, he's gonna have a headache. the country it falls apart. <laughs> yeah, that too. This is who we let be in charge. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's what I got. Now, um, I did want to say there is a YouTube channel called – it's called the JFK Library. Many of his phone conversations uh, are recorded, and you can listen to them, and they are hilarious because he is often a loudmouth asshole. <laughs> and oh, I'm going to listen to some of these. Hell yeah. This and the Nixon debate. I'm going to watch those. Oh, you got to listen to the Nixon yeah. debates. Here's one of his phone calls. Ooh, you've got one. This is one where a gentleman bought furniture <laughs> that was too expensive for the Navy to uh, excuse. So he yells at a person about what that means. <laughs> General, yes, sir. That Air Force is boys itself all three for that silly bastard. Did you see the post this morning? Yes, sir. I'm you see that fellow's picture by the bed? Yes, sir. They, and you see that furniture they bought from Jordan Marsh? What the hell did they let the reporters in there for? Are they crazy up there? Now you know what's going to do. Any congressman's going to get up and say, Christ, if they can throw $5,000 away on this, let's cut them another billion dollars. You just sank the Air Force budget. You're crazy up there. Are they crazy? That silly bastard with his picture next to the bed? Uh, I'm appalled. But, uh... Well, I'm appalled, too. Now, the thing is, I, the thing of the yes, matter sir. is, I'm going to get that furniture. I've just told Sylvester, you can talk to him. I want to find out if we pay for that furniture, because I want it to go back to George Marshall. All right, sir. Then I want that fellow's incompetent who had his picture taken next to Mrs. Kennedy's bed, if that's what it is. I mean, he's a silly bastard. I wouldn't have him running a <laughs> cat house. He's a silly bastard. And that uh, Colonel Carlson, who led in Larry Newman and those reporters, is he crazy, too? Christ, they're not all incompetent. Is that the way they're throwing money around over there? You better look into it, and especially when you told me that they hadn't spent a cent. Well, sir, this is uh, obviously... Uh, well, this is obviously a fuck-up. That's, <laughs> right. that's right, sir. Uh, this is uh, obviously there's a fuck-up. There's so much I like about that clip. Uh, first of all, I'm just going to say, and I'm sorry, but the Boston accent is a fucking silly accent. It, it does a, not make you sound dignified. It sounds... Particularly. I, don't, I can't put my finger on what it is. That it's, silly bastard yeah, dude, is a fuck-up. It sounds that so cartoonish bastard. to me. Like, it doesn't sound like a real person talking. No, it, it sounds so cartoonish. Yeah. But I love it, too, because he's just yelling at this poor guy who obviously is just like, <laughs> no, uh-huh, yeah, I'll... No, yes, sir. You're right. I yes, know. Sir, I I'm understand. wrong. But I love it. He's all like... He's blunt. You just sunk the military... Funding. They're going to take up a billion dollars because you just spent $5,000. Send it back. <laughs> and, and he's making a decent point. Where he's like, yeah. Yeah. the public are going to be mad about what you what you did. You and told me like, you didn't spend a that cent. silly bastard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. He sounds ridiculous. It's hard to take anyone seriously that has that accent. It's same with the South. I feel bad saying that because it's very rude, <clears throat> for, a rude thing to say. Well, but. and we don't even recognize that people probably make fun of our accents. Oh, we, I'm sure. We probably sound like idiots even, to somebody else. Yeah, I don't hear it. But uh, it's that mountain accent yeah. that we got or mountain people. Yeah. But I think a Boston accent makes you sound Boston. 
in Boston. You sound a little bit dumber to me. We call it cop. Get the coppers. Get the cops. Get the caps. Ah, forget about it. Ah, forget about it. Ah. Yeah. So there are more. There are a lot of these uh, recorded conversations that I recommend you look into. You can actually hear the second one where Ike. uh, He doesn't yell at him. I'm but, so uh, mad that the first one you can't get, though. You can't get that. I think I think it exists, but I think it's suppressed. Yeah. The second one is a little bit better, where Ike is like, okay, okay, so why why did you do the thing? And he's like, well, you know. And he, he does his shit, and, and it's, it's, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Um, the very last thing I want to talk about is that the DSM-5, which is the Diagnostic Statistical Manual that psychologists and psychiatrists use to diagnose uh, aberrations in mental and emotional problems. Yeah. They have recently reclassified uh, a, a nymphomania and uh, for men, uh, satyriasis, as uh, hypersexuality. And they recommend that uh, it is due to an imbalance in brain chemicals or diseases such as Parkinson's or epilepsy. And they recommend seeking uh, mental health treatment. Yeah. Not just being an entitled asshole. Yeah. And fucking everybody. Maybe you just have a disease. That's and that's fine. You can go get that. I mean, at the time, I'm sure they didn't do that. But also, it doesn't sound like they're trying to stop any of this by any means. It's like, yeah, we'll we'll hire you some women to just come in and just do the things that you need. All right. I can't believe that like, fiddle faddle. people are in just, on it. Just eat them up. Like you got Bill Clinton who's trying to hide it and he's getting fucking uh, impeached for it. And then you've got JFK who's constantly fucking everybody to the point where it's so I know. normal that they're like, just yeah, we're aware of it. Send them in. Send in the isn't women. It, isn't it funny to think that Monica Lewinsky was like a legitimate employee there? Yeah. And he hit her up and she was like, oh, this is fun. And they had like a, a brief sure. fling. Jack was just like, that one hire her lift up her skirt great bring her in <laughs> yeah now give me four more you've got a new job what a different world yeah different world i guess actually the last thing i wanted to say is that jack kennedy's influence on punk rock is important oh yeah yeah because of because of all the punk rock there's the band dead kennedys the dead kennedys yeah california uber alice Uber Alice, California. Mm-hmm. Or if nothing else, listen to the Misfits song, The Bullet, which is about uh, Jack getting a bullet in his head. Oh, yeah, there you go. That song is fat. Fucking fantastic. Where he talks about Jack being killed and having a bullet in his head and how the only thing that Jackie can do now is suck cock until she finds another husband. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. President's butter bullet rotten bitty body in the street. Ride Johnny ride. Yeah. You gotta suck and fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Listen to the misfits. I don't know why that made me think of a uh Hey Man Nice Shot, which is not about Kennedy. Ride Johnny ride. Similar. You know, a guy gets shot but he, uh, shot, he himself. shot himself. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I did you know, I didn't want to mention one one part of the research I did is that uh the last thought Jackie had about Jack before he died is that she said that whenever something quizzical would happen, like in a press conference if someone would ask him a question that he hadn't thought about. Yeah. He had a very quizzical face, which was like sort of a half smile because he liked the challenge. Mm-hmm. And then you could see the wheels turning in his head. She said when he got shot in the throat and she turned to look at him, 
He was holding his throat, and he had that quizzical look. Well, what's going on right now? This is interesting. I don't understand. I've never been in this scenario before. What an interesting question. And then <laughs> a bullet went through his brain, oh. and she went, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was cute for me because she was not treated well as a wife. No. But she did adore certain things about him. She was like, Oh, what a cute look. What is he thinking about? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And then he's dead. Yeah. Well, fuck, dude. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Um, JFK sounds like a total asshole. And I don't mean that he's even a prick. just in a political stance no. for what I agree or disagree with him. And maybe he passed some stuff along that I might even agree with. But just as like, not only as a person, but even as the president, he sounds like a total douche who just was out huh. for his own Gaines didn't really care what others, uh, you know, helping the people. It was just all about saying what, what they wanted to hear. So didn't he give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, JFK for you, man. I, I like this because I think everybody that has ever looked into JFK has only looked into as far as as in as the conspiracy theories go. The grassy knoll. If yeah, if you're our age or younger, that's probably what you've done. I'm sure people at the time frame that lived while he was president, they might know more, of course, just because he was president. But I wonder if they knew about all the fucking shit that you just went over about. Just bottomless corruption. Yeah. And and, and sex addiction. Yeah, I don't even think they do. I mean, I've talked to a few people that are uh, maybe not uh, were alive around him, but around the time frame who. Uh, yeah. Yeah, JFK is a great president. He's a good president. People still vote so, him as one of the greatest of all time. It's fucking weird. Pe- people put him up there with Lincoln. And, I wouldn't. And Washington, yeah. I wouldn't either. I mean, I think if we people time Washington and Lincoln, we're probably going to come up with a similar conclusion. Because what, what, Maybe they are all the best, but we're, they're just a lot lower standard than we thought. Everybody else is also shitty. That's true. They're if just we, the highest of the If we did now. every president, we might go... Yeah, Jack did a good job because they were all shitty. But I don't know that. No, I don't know either. For my takeaway, currently, I'm like, you, you, you you did not act in uh, a way that I would expect a president to. The country's interests, yeah, exclusively acted in your own interest. And we talked a lot of shit on Ike, and even Ike did act occasionally on the country's. I agree. I like Ike more than JFK by a lot, and Ike is oh a lot got some terrible sides to him. We talked hella shit on Ike for cheating on his wife once. Once. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe Jack is just a huge piece of shit, and I don't think he should be on Mount Rushmore, and I don't think he should be on money, and I don't think he should be voted as one of the greatest. People time, motherfucker. Bitch. The greatest of all time? I don't know. Buchanan? I don't know who... I don't know anything about I voted for Nader. (laughs) (laughs) Ross Perot. That's who it should have been. Yeah. We're going to do Ross Perot next. Sweet. <laughs> well, is there anything else with JFK? That's all I got, man. All right. Fucking, that's a shit ton, man. That's I a two-part episode. stoked to never think about him ever again. <laughs> right? Fucking asshole. Yeah. Rich piece of shit. I'm kind of, There's a part of me that's kind of glad that after doing MLK... To kind of getting enough insight to be like, I don't think he was a good president. I think he was kind of a shitty person. Yeah. And then you doing the research for this episode for JFK and being like, oh, yeah, no, yeah. It was even further than I would have oh, guessed. Man. And so many people talk about his uh, civil rights advocacy. And I found none of it. No. I found none of it. I found that there was civil unrest and he sent in the army to quell the civil unrest. But it wasn't for the black population. It's because everything was going nuts down there. So he's like, no. all right, I got I gotta do something, I and guess. And then he he called Coretta Scott King 
uh it's just a like an aside yeah like as a senator he was just like okay yeah i'll 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 call and then it extrapolated and extrapolated and he didn't mean to do it well and mlk was purposely trying to put pressure on the government um by doing all the protests and having to get filmed with reporters with all sorts of stuff it was all done on purpose to put pressure on the government to help do something and especially some of the stuff that they already enacted but they weren't actually yeah practicing and so i think a lot of it also had to do with the fact that yeah, JFK might have felt a little bit of pressure from the people that are going like, oh, shit, that shit's happening down in the South. True. Do something. What yeah. the hell are you guys doing? You Don't. guys already passed laws, but you guys aren't enforcing it? So I think it was more so that he, if he did do anything, it's probably due to pressure and political moves, not because he gave a shit. And and politically, it's smart if you're like, I can't get the, the Southern whites on my side. I'll get the Southern blacks. Yeah, and, and especially because who's appealing to them? Right? You, Nobody. You're uncontested. So if we're saying he's a great president because he recognized an, a, a hole in the electorate. Okay. But uh, he also did some other shady shit. Breaking into places to put his paperwork in, probably paying people off. Fuck you, Kennedy. Yeah. I mean, let's just if say... If that's smart, then anybody can do it. It's just who has the... Then I'm a fucking genius. Yeah, I could do a lot of shit. I've stolen a lot of shit. <laughs> I mean... Whatever. Anyways. Fuck him. You know, uh, I'm glad that we're landing on that he's a fucking asshole and who gives a shit. Yeah. And maybe the world would have been better if Adelaide Stevenson won or Nixon or whatever. Who, who knows? Shit. Probably the same shit. I don't know. It's all it's all bananas, garbage. Yeah. Um, vote locally. That's the only fucking thing that matters. Whoever mm. the president is, he's a fucking asshole. Yeah. Good o- luck. Obama, Trump, Kennedy, asshole. Good luck. Maybe, like, have a food supply or something because you can't trust anybody. (laughs) I mean, the popples are coming. I don't know what's going to (laughs) happen. Fucking. I can hear them outside right now. People time. I'll kill you all! I'll kill you all! Hey, well, thanks for listening to another episode (laughs) of People Time. Go ahead and hit subscribe, like, comment, do all the things if you'd like to. You can make suggestions. We will definitely be looking into anybody you want us to do an episode on and uh, give us some time to obviously do it. We've got a huge list of recommendations, and then the research takes quite a bit of time to do. So if you don't hear yours right away, you know, we'll try to add it to the list eventually. Relax. We love you. We're going to do all of them, and we're going to do you in your butt. Spread them. Or actually, look, I don't want to be fucked up. You can do me and my ass. Somebody just needs to be done. <laughs> I, I'll do it for you guys, dabblers. I'll, I'll do them in the ass. You're going to fuck me? Yeah. But that doesn't involve the dabblers. It feels aggressive the way you're going about it, so I'm, I'm sparing them. Oh, I'm yeah. taking one for the team. Not that you're good looking. But I want them to be there. I want you all if you want to, to watch him do me if you want to the butt. Even if you don't want to. <laughs> Just come. It's going to be a great Friday, dude. We're going to have, like, beers and stuff and, like, uh, some candy maybe, whatever you're into. What do you want? Popcorn? I'll bring whatever you want. Beef jerky? You can come. I'll eat your cock. We're all going to eat each other's cock. People time. Ah, people time party. Hey, thanks again for listening to one of our podcasts. Be sure to catch our next one that's coming out. Thank you. People time. People time. Hey, click on the next one and subscribe, bitch.